named Aaron Carp. I'm here with Jay Bone. Oh. <laughs> okay. I like that you filled it in at the end. Yeah, well, you know what I was end. thinking about recently? That Jay Bone works for our show, given that we talk about bones all the time. You know what I mean? Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, that's all, that's you're all a funny bone. You know, you, I got a funny have... bone. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing, John? I'm good. I want to mention that um, Darren and I started doing Zoom recently. Well, we've always been on Zoom recording remotely, but um, we started turning on our cameras. We typically hadn't been doing that for a long time because I personally just like to not know the cameras. Basically, when you're recording an audio podcast, you don't want to be giving each other visual cues, but we don't really do that, number one. And number two... It's just I actually nice. feel like we do want to because in that, like, I like yeah. seeing you gesticulate well, that's in a true. lot of ways. You no, know? that's like, true. Yes. But I mean, in terms of like doing something on camera that the audience then can't see, we don't do that. Yes. No, <clears throat> because we we're professionals. That. I wouldn't say that. Well, I wouldn't say that. That's true. Yeah. But um, yeah. so then for, for a while, I just didn't feel like getting my, because I have a little MacBook Pro. And it's like closed and connected to a monitor that has all my stuff on it. So I was always like, Darren, I'm ready to go, but I don't have my camera on. Then I realized, wait a minute. Hold on, John. Pause. Just buy a fucking webcam for your monitor like Darren has, like so many other people have done in the last two years. And I went out and bought one. And you can get one. them for pretty cheap that are so much better than yeah. your built-ins. Because like, yeah. I have my Dell for work and then my MacBook Air and like... I got to say, both cameras are just shite. They're just blurry, and I can't have that. It's not necessarily on Zoom. I just can't really have that as I'm, like, recording. Well, you have bigger fish to fry at People TV. Excuse me. We get it, Darren. Okay, we get it. This podcast has become a side project for you. We get it. Okay. That's not true. true. (laughs) But anyway, so I got a new camera, and I have a little, like, ring light on it. And I will say... I don't know. I'm looking at myself in the camera. Maybe I'm like, we should have the camera off because you keep checking yourself out. Should I know. I kind of do. I kind oh. of do. You're, You're right. like my soft baby skin. <laughs> oh my well, God. that is definitely Zoom doing like some kind of um, thing because my skin does not look this good. I'll tell you that right now. I don't feel like my skin looks this good. I feel like my skin <laughs> looks really good right now. So, and speaking of skin looking great, what are we what drinking? Are drinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Darren, I was teasing before the show started, you guys listening, that Darren, I have something. I'm drinking something different today that's in a can. Darren, do you want to guess what it is? It's not beer, because God forbid. Oh, I thought you would guess beer, but okay. It's not beer. I don't. You're not a beer guy. No, like I'm not. I like you're See, that's really I, not a beer guy. I thought I would trick you. See, here I am, like messing with my hair because I want it to look pretty. Can you in case focus? We use this. I know on I the case focus. or okay, okay, focusing on the case. Wait, but what do you think it is? Okay, not beer. I think it's probably gonna be like like a hard seltzer or like a Starbucks, like a hard Starbucks <gasps> coffee in a can. Do they make those? I don't even know. But you the just fact invented that, something really delicious, I think. Like a, an espresso martini from Starbucks in a can? Who's not buying that? Are Who's you that? kidding Who's me? Buying that? Thank you. Well, you came kind Thank of close. You. I'm about to go play tennis after work, and I'm just drinking, oh, you can't see, a LaCroix, just like a basic LaCroix. Oh. Although oh. you can't see it very well here. Here we go. You promised me excitement. And I know. What, fla- <laughs> what flavor? What flavor LaCroix? And you get un- you get seltered flavored water. Is it Pemple Mousse? It's Key Lime. No. Is that the watermelon? 
I don't know what pamplemousse is. I don't really like watermelon, oh. but I like pamplemousse. Well, let I me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Lacroix makes some like watermelon. It's called like pamplique or something. Find it. Find out what it is. It is absolutely disgusting. It is the most sickest thing I've ever had in my mouth, and I've had a lot of things in my mouth, honey. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! Pamplemousse well, is, by the way, grapefruit, French. Oh. It's no, that's not what I had because it that's does say. Like it does say watermelon under it for the for those of us who don't know what that means. Darren, mm-hmm. it tastes like, you know, like whenever you eat too much of the watermelon and you get to the rind and it's kind of bitter, mm-hmm, not bitter, mm-hmm. but like the, it's that flavor. Um, what? Yeah. That's anyway, key lime tastes like candy and fruit, so obviously key lime is good. Yeah, key, key lime, lime is, is good. good. By the way, in before we get into this week's case. Yeah. I just want to say that I learned something recently, mm. and I'm sure there could be a pretty pretty good debate on it, but I think it's it. definitive. Did you know, and I could be an idiot, please feel free to call me out, well, did you know that avocados are fruit? I did know that, yes. Okay. I did not know they were being well, considered fruit. Well, I guess when you think of it in the sense of like, if there's a seed inside, allegedly that's a how pit. you know. Yeah. A pit in yeah. that case. Yeah. Well, it's like tomatoes are fruit. Yeah, exactly. Tomatoes. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, but I would put it with like vegetables. No, totally. Because we think of you know, fruit being sweet, taste. lots of fructose. Yes. By the way, this is connected because we're drinking on the show today. So anyway, what are you drinking? I'm drinking well, right seltzer now, water. <laughs> I'm having seltzer water. You are too. That. Great. But on my side over here, I have some of my uh, my girlfriend joined a wine club recently after we went oh, back from Napa. So we have a right. bunch of good wines. And I'm sipping on a white, uh, uh, like a, a Sauvignon Blanc, if you will, oh. from this brand called Hall, which okay. is a vineyard that we went to. So a Hall white wine i am drinking today along with seltzer because i for some reason just feel very thirsty as of late not that seltzer is necessarily quenching my thirst but i don't know dude i am just yeah anyway (laughs) are you okay you sound like you have a medical condition or something i'm shaken and i'm disturbed i don't think i have a medical condition (laughs) not yet Um, at least all right good great thanks john um you're welcome web mding this you're welcome you're just like i'm so thirsty guys what's happening here Fucking A. Um, Can I say one? Yeah, but let me say one thing. I will say having the camera on is adding to the show. I will be honest. I feel more performative. Yeah, and connected. But I feel more like um, we are together. So I guess that was a good thing that I bought this webcam. Time is money, you guys, and don't waste either with repeated trips to the post office, okay? Who wants to go to the post office even once, let alone multiple times? With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process. So you can spend less time at that post office and more time making your customers happy. So whether it was like the postcards that we sent some of you guys over the holiday season or frankly just general paperwork that needs done, a lot of stamps are actually being used to keep shaken and disturbed up and running, believe me, and we love stamps.com. It makes everything so much easier. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of USPS rates and, are you ready for this, 76% 
off of UPS. Now that is quite a bargain. So whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com is going to make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. There's no special supplies or equipment. And within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. So stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with our promo code SHAKEN for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code SHAKEN. This is actually kind of a relatively recent one. Yeah. Just all things considered, in 2010, 24-year-old Mark von Dongen was living in the UK working as an engineer. Mark was a native of the Netherlands and had moved to England to attend Bristol University. After And after graduation, he began a promising career in a field about which he was passionate. Andy always says you should be, you know, the most successful people are the ones who are passionate about their careers. And success is necessarily money. It's more success in terms of, like, happiness and how you are in your career so always yeah. follow your passion Love now that. that year mark met and began an online relationship with a woman named berlina wallace what's a berlina right yeah 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 that looks right according okay. to our research both mark and berlina were hiv positive and met on oh. a dating website specifically for people who had hiv which is great you know and even 10 years ago not to kind of put you on the spot, but I just know that it's more uh, in the gay man category than oh, yeah. in obviously gay women category. Now they have prep and they have things that are like 99.9% effective. But 10 years ago, did they have prep? I don't think so. I think prep was in the very early stages. whatever. Yeah, yeah, at this point, right? Yeah, I think prep was in its very early stages. And also even just, um, and I only know this because I have a very good friend of mine who's HIV positive and very open about it. Mm-hmm. Um in recent years, in like the last five to ten years specifically, there's been a lot of advancement in medication yes. for people who are HIV positive, where it is not the it is not the disease it's not that it was sentence. in the '90s exactly. And my friend, who's right. very open about his diagnosis, is like, you know, I take this pill every day, and I am essentially undetectable, which means. Well, I shouldn't say essentially, because that's kind of like where this gets hairy. He is undetectable. And that doesn't mean that like there might be a chance. It literally means that you are undetectable and there is no virus load in your system, which means it cannot be transmitted. So, so unfortunately, sex without a condom safely. Well, I don't know the answer to that mark? because I'm okay. not I, I should ask him that. That's a great question. But um, I, I would I'll check in actually on that because that is a good question. But um. Yeah, so there, basically what it also means for his own personal health is just that he is not suffering from the, you know, HIV. Which is great. And obviously it would not eventually become AIDS, which is, of course, great as well. So, yes. T- but in 2010, though, I'm not sure that these advancements, and I'm not a doctor and I don't claim to be a specialist on this, but I feel, yes, Darren, as a gay man, where we are certainly sort of more focused on this in a different way than most other yes. people. Yes, more prone Yeah, probably yeah. higher risk to- towards it. Yeah, but- definitely higher risk. I would say it in 2010, feels, it wasn't yeah. as prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. I knew someone in college that got it, uh, a female, straight female, uh, who, who received, who got it. Um, mm. And that seemed very scary at the time, not to denigrate what they're probably feeling now. We're not really friends anymore. Not, and nothing happened, just <clears throat> time and life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I imagine, all things considered, finding someone who's also HIV positive is probably just like a easier thing well, to field. 
I will say this too. No, you're absolutely right because one, my friend who is HIV positive has a very, very hard time dating sure. because it's something you have to disclose very quickly. You have a to. lot of people aren't aware that being undetectable means you can, you know, have a relationship and what that com- what comes with that. And people just run for the hills. They think it's, oh, I don't want to go anywhere near that. I'm running for the hills. And now with COVID and how easily that spread and just the misinformation that's come out about COVID, it's sort of re what's the word like recharged everyone's I hate to say ignorance about it but that is kind of what it is germophobia kind of about it for lack of a better term but anyway I am back to the story I imagine it's a little bit easier if 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 I'm sure HIV positive sites work uh I'm sure they're around excuse me I mean it's probably just like a safer bet in terms of like you both kind of suffer from the same thing so there's the stigma is less than and you'll understand each other in a different way for sure yeah I would agree exactly and uh, Berlina was 40, almost two decades older wow. than Mark, but the age difference didn't seem to be a deterrent to either of them. Mark and Berlina met face-to-face for the first time in 2011 and moved in together later in the year. However, after several years together, the relationship began to break down, and Mark met another woman online named Violet Farquharson. I think that's how we're going to pronounce that. Farquharson. Yeah. Uh, on August 15th, Mark and Violet met in person for the first time for coffee. Four days later, the two went to a movie together. And on August 20th, Mark informed Violet that his ex, Berlina, had attacked him physically. The following day, on October, uh, on August 21st, excuse me, Mark called the police to report that Berlina had taken an overdose. Over mm. the course of the next week, Berlina communicated with Mark via text message, threatening him and expressing her anger. Wow. Okay, so this went from they really liked each other, they're both in a unique situation with their HIV status, to now he's like, you know dating other people essentially and sounds like there's some trouble not happy yeah yeah well okay so a couple days later on august 27th berlina met with a counselor where she reported feeling anxious depressed angry and betrayed the next day berlina made her first of several silent phone calls to violet so obviously Mm. she knows what's going on here in some capacity Mm -hmm. um between that day and september 1st of 2015 berlina made a total of 14 silent calls to Violet's phone. Would you what do perf- we mean yeah. that? What do we mean by silent calls? I like mean, she called and then just was like, you pick up and there's just nothing on the line? Or is it? Maybe. I think so. It kind of sounds creepy like that. Yeah. Would you prefer a silent call or a spam telemarketer call? God. I mean, the like, only reason I prefer a spam telemarketer is that. You can hang up on them. Even know. though I probably get 12 of them a day. Uh, yeah. What is going on with that, by the way? I don't know. But I'm like, if I see it's a weird city that I know no one in, I don't yeah. pick up. But I'm also Same. like, listen, if you want to get a hold of me, you leave a voicemail. Yeah, like, totally. Like, if you called me from a new number and I didn't pick up, you'd text me. Or you'd be like, hey, it's John. Blah, blah. Like, I only, like, unless I got your number. New phone, who did? Yeah, and we're not we're not talking. The other thing is, on the iPhone, you can get the transcription of your voicemail on your phone. So, like, I'm not even listening to voicemails these days. So, the more of the story here is, don't call us, essentially, or just give us 14 silent calls, or call (laughs) us and hang up. That's what we really like. Yeah, right. Well, the final call was made at 9:54 a.m. on September 1st, the same day Berlina sent Mark an email. 
stating that her ex-husband had suffered a heart attack. That's tough. The email mm. begged Mark not to leave her, stating, quote, please call me. Don't abandon me like this. You are all I have. Reyes had a heart attack in critical shape, end quote. Already, and we don't know much about, but already this feels like manipulation from her part. First yeah. off, the I mean, I understand being hurt. I'm not trying to take that away from anyone. And certainly we don't know what Mark is telling Berlina. He could have left her in some sort of, this could be a, we don't know yet. We haven't yeah. uncovered the case, but a little bit of a Betty Broderick sort of situation where it's like, is he making her, for lack of a better term here, crazy? But her sending him text messages saying, you know, you're all I have and I'm going to ODM pills kind of thing is not healthy. Well. And not a good sign. Not a good sign. And on uh, on September 2nd, by the way, I almost just said October again. What is going on with us? We both are in an October frame of mind. It's weird. On September 2nd at 5.30 p.m., Berlina logged into her Amazon account and purchased a liter of 98% sulfuric acid. Okay. It seems like a lot. But are we strip washing? <laughs> yeah, like what are we doing? What is anybody doing with sulfuric acid? Like what is the market there? I don't even know. But just I after, don't know. you know what I mean? But just after, eight, you know what else I'm thinking? Sorry to go on a tangent, but I just keep thinking this when we talk about sulfuric acid. Did you ever see 10 Cloverfield Lane? No. Okay. I won't tell you what happens in it. And I am not the type of person who would ever see a movie like this. I was scammed. Really? You're not the type of person well, to ever see a movie like this? Well, I do like, like a, a creepy monster movie, but this was like, this was like a horror movie. Oh, it was like too much for you or it was, was like a much. bad movie? No, okay. it was too much for me. The way – I won't get into it, but you can probably guess what happens to a body, you know, with sulfuric acid. Anyway, I'm going to cut this from the show. Got just it. after no, – Please continue. Please. <laughs> just after 8 p.m. on the same day, Mark made a call to authorities to report that Berlina had been harassing him. Okay, so not, let's just make, make something clear here. At 5.30 in the afternoon, she's purchasing sulfuric acid. Three hours later, he's calling authorities saying she's harassing me. Those two things going back to back within the three hours time frame is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, on September yeah. 3rd at 7.09, police made a phone call to Berlina to notify her of the complaint call that Mark had made the previous day. I'm wondering, are they living together at this point? Because what is that situation? We don't know, he but it's interesting to think about. Yeah, we don't know, and we don't know if Mark has now kind of moved in with his new, with, with Violet. Violet. yeah. Um, so, we'll see. So, at 7.35, Berlina called a mental health crisis line telling them that she had taken an overdose. Now, this is, by the way, the next day. So, yep. all that sulfuric acid stuff was the day before. The crisis line sent an ambulance to Berlina's home, and she was rushed um, to the hospital. At wow. the hospital, they kept Berlina overnight for observation, which, by the way, they traditionally do, at least from people people I've known and cases we've told and released her uh, from care the next day, which I think is kind of unusual. I mean, I'm not a specialist. I'm not a medical person, but typically observations last a couple days. I mean, anyone can show signs of, of health, uh, typical neurotypical behavior within a day, but I feel like usually most of the time I hear about it being a couple days. I mean, it's all dependent on the hospital or yeah. the type of evaluation. I mean, I think it's a good thing that she had the wherewithal to call a mental health crisis hotline telling them that she had OD'd. So there's that kind of aspect to it that obviously I think is positive that people should do if they feel like they did yeah. something 
that they can't reverse. Now, right. there was no remarkable activity on Berlina's part for a week until the evening of September 13th when she made several Google searches, including, quote, how to talk to an ex-boyfriend about getting back together <laughs> and, quote, what to talk what to talk about with an ex-boyfriend. Well, honey, this listen, is... I need to be, ser- well, I needed I mean, to be l- searching that a couple Berlina, years Berlina, that's called therapy. Yeah, and I right. think we all that's have true. that. Like, the how to talk to an ex-boyfriend about getting back together. I don't know. I I, I I don't know how I feel about her Googling it. Like, Well, it doesn't it kind of seem like maybe there's not manipulation, but like she's trying to find a strategy. You know, she wants to go through this and be effective on a strategy. But I, I mean, that's, I, I, there says something to that to me. Yeah, I think that's really human nature though like even when I was at my worst like if people broke up with me you know what I mean I I would feel like I was strategizing of how how can I make this right how can I reverse this decision how can I control the situation you know and that's what she's trying to do sorry to interrupt you yes every text every emoji every social media uh, interaction I mean we've all been there in some capacity I think we we We've all had, well, I'm assuming we all have had relationships that have gone sour in one way or another. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this is natural human behavior, I would say, at this point. There's nothing sulfuric acid, you know, coming out in this scenario, at least. And also, we're probably just overlooking this, but like, if you can easily buy a liter of sulfuric acid, I'm sure it's like a... I don't want to say it's a cleaning supply, but I'm sure someone who owns oh, yeah. a factory or something, like yeah. this is a common purchase. So I want to look right not, now and see if I can just buy that. Yeah, just be like uses or uses for sulfuric yeah. acid. Because I don't really know. I think obviously oh. we're recording this as shaken and disturbed, but clearly there is a, whether it's for a chemistry class or a... It's for pipe cleaner, I just found out. Oh, okay. Which makes so sense. Which makes sense. Totally normal product. I Lab mean, it's like someone buying a lot use. of... Yeah. bleach you know like That's that can true. kill a person right, too but yeah so anyway at 7 30 in the morning of september 14th berlina made several more google searches uh this time a little bit more sinister in nature okay which things like can i die from drinking sulfuric acid okay so this is obviously not you know this she's taking her personal use into sulfuric acid which is obviously very scary at 7 41 a.m berlina visited a website that reported on an acid attack court case, a couple minutes later, about 20 minutes later at 8.07 a.m., she visited a site showing post-mortem photos of someone who had died by drinking sulfuric acid. Oh, God. So this almost seems this guy broke her heart, and she's trying to see if she can kill herself. I don't know if she's searching it because she wants to kill herself or searching it to see if she doesn't die and so therefore can manipulate him to kind of coming back to the situation if he thinks that she is... Some people say, you know, like, if you do this, I'm going to kill myself as a very manipulative yeah. kind of tactic. I'm not trying to take away her pain, but this could be a tactic that one uses. Or it could be about just researching what it would be like for him. Like, maybe she wants it to be painful. I don't know. Or that. That's a good point. Now, take a drink. In fact, I do need around, a drink, yes. In fact, around this time, Berlina visited over 40 websites that provided information on sulfuric acid attacks. On September 22nd, Mark arrived at Berlina's apartment where he spent the night. And at around 12.30 a.m. on September 23rd, so pretty much that night that he went over there to spend that, you know, but it's quote-unquote the next day, Berlina sent an email to her counselor to let them know she no longer planned to continue her university degree, which seems like a very big upset Uh, probably in her life. 
Yeah. About an hour and a half later at 2.06 a.m., she made a phone call to her ex-boyfriend, Charles Ososami. And at 2.50 a.m., Mark awoke from a deep sleep to find Berlina standing over him, laughing and saying, if I can't have you, no one else will. With a classic, oh, yeah, one of those classic, things. you know, uh, lover lines kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Berlina then threw a container of sulfuric acid on Mark, and Ugh. as soon as he was attacked, Mark woke up and immediately ran out in the street screaming. Ugh, that is like horrifying. So obviously, this went to trial, as you might expect, and yeah. Mark's father revealed some details of the evening as relayed to him by Mark. Mark said basically, quote, It was a square box of acid with about an inch of acid in it. It hit me on my arm and my face and my chest. It was burning like fire. I was running in the street in my boxer shorts. They fell apart because the acid had eaten away at them. Oh, my God. Uh. I met my upstairs neighbor, and she took me in her house, and she got the police, end quote. Could you imagine this, by the way? This is actually, like, a big fear of mine that someone, not like I think about it often, but you often have heard about people... Specifically, women um, in war-torn countries, I was just specifically say the Middle that, yeah. East, who get acid thrown on them if they're not wearing their burqa correctly, um, Sharia law, things like this, and it is just terrifying. Not that it doesn't happen in the United States, but to be honest with you, it's almost like completely unprovoked. It's like almost this perfect surprise attack because even if someone comes at you with a knife, you you yeah. have at least a moment of potential. Like, how the fuck can I defend Dodging myself? Dodging it, someone- yeah throws you know throws something on you it's like that's it like yeah. that's you know they throw gasoline on you and light a match you're fucked you <sighs> know it's crazy well neighbors heard mark's screams and by 2 57 a.m the police had been contacted during this time berlina placed another phone call to her ex-boyfriend charles at 305 a.m emergency services arrived on the scene where they found mark outside and he was immediately rushed to the nearby Southmead hospital where he arrived just 10 minutes later uh, Berlina placed a third call to Charles before being arrested by police, finally. At 3.41 a.m., Berlina was officially remanded and taken to the Patchway Police Station. I'm sorry, Patchway Police Station. She was not interviewed, though, until nearly 7 p.m. that evening. Wow, so that's over 12 hours. Yeah. I mean, that's 15 hours later, essentially. Yeah, just before midnight, Berlina was formally charged with throwing a corrosive substance at Mark with intent. When Mark was later asked why Berlina had attacked him, he stated, quote, because she was jealous because I left her, end quote. Yeah, I mean, everything's kind of pointing to that direction, right? I mean, she seems a little bit unhinged here. Yeah, it does seem a little bit like she knows that she's also unhinged, too. So I think that, so something. But upon his arrival at the hospital, 25% of Mark's body was covered with acid burns with significant damage done to his face. 29-year-old Mark would lose all of the sight in his left eye. I was thinking Mm. that he was going to have to be blind if he got it in his eye. eye. So he would lose all sight in his left eye and most of the sight in his right eye. However, upon his arrival at the hospital, he was still able to see enough of his injuries to understand the tremendous Mm. extent of the damage that Berlina had inflicted. And I imagine the pain of it. I I can't even. I can't even. It's really disturbing. He began to beg the hospital staff, kill me now. If my face is going to be left looking like this, I don't want to live. Oh my God. horrible. Mark went on to spend four months in a coma in the ICU, only able to breathe with the help of a ventilator. And a significant portion of his burned skin had to be removed. And his left leg had to be amputated. I'm oh assuming God. because it was so burned beyond, yeah. you know, relief. 
When he finally awoke from the coma, imagine like being in a coma, but I'm being in a coma for four months. months. And by the way, people are in comas for a lot longer than that. So, no, I know. But like when we finally awoke from the coma, he was at first only able to move his mouth and tongue, communicating by sticking out his tongue to point at letters on an alphabet board. Sometimes you see quadriplegics do this with blinking in their eyes. So there's some sort of communication there. That's a good sign. Mm -hmm. Although Mark eventually regained his ability to speak through a valve, he remained paralyzed from the neck down. And although Mark continued to physically improve, his spirits fell, of course. Of course. And he fell into a deep depression. He was unable to eat or use the bathroom himself, and he would often take out his frustration on his family and the care staff. This is this is, this is is hard. This it's is really heartbreaking. Difficult all around. Mark was not able to be interviewed by police until July 6th of 2016, at which point he was able to fill in some details about the night of his attack. By November, it was clear to Mark and his medical team of 29 specialists that he would need significant care the rest of his life. And let, let me remind you, this guy's not even 30 years old yeah, yet. Yeah. Not that this would be okay at 70, but he's no. not even 30. Yeah. It, yeah, and by the way, it, the, the, the details of this, you can tell that this acid really took a toll on him because he was able to at first run outside and like you know be taken in by the the neighbors a couple months later he's paralyzed i mean that's that's really tragic on every level well on november 22nd mark was moved to a long-term care facility although mark initially wanted to try and operate independently after this transfer his trial period of independence basically didn't last long which you could expect i guess the day after he was transferred mark called his father Keith van dongen in the middle of the night asking for help when Mark's dad arrived at the facility, he found his son covered in his own feces and completely in distress. I mean, oh, God. because by the way, the thing is, yeah, you're in this facility, but like you may not be tended to right away every single time. You know, there's probably tons of other patients or, you know, um, what's the word here? Residents, for lack of a better word. Um, well, I mean, he was he he. He was trying to be independent, you know, yeah, but it right. obviously didn't last long. Right. Well, that's right. Um, Mark got cleaned up and had a long conversation with his father at length about how best to move forward. On November 26, 2016, Mark and his father decided on a transfer to the Maria Hospital in Overpelt, Belgium. According to Mark's dad, when they arrived, quote, the doctors and nurses didn't know what had hit them. They didn't have a suitable ward. They examined him, cleaned him. And we went straight to the palliative care unit. I hope I'm saying that right. You are. I had a beautiful home at the at the time, and I said to Mark, come home with me. And he said, Dad, that would just be another ceiling to look at, end quote. Mm. Shortly after being admitted to the Belgian facility, Mark developed a chest infection and was informed that a tube would need to be inserted into his throat to drain the fluid. Now, listen, we don't need to get into torture and you know way of life versus death but like in some ways if you know that your future is going to be so dependent like this and you're going to have chest infections and you know like who it would be understandable in a way where people want to be dead i mean why would you want to live through that? that's why i think that assisted suicide should be legal because i think we own our bodies thorough like no matter what choice we have which is why i believe in I want to do drugs and I want to over like I believe I have the right to own my body whether or not yeah. that's anything that I want to do it's my body that I get to do that with and yeah. it's my choice how I want to live my life and if it's a special at any cost right like even sure. now okay yeah. like whatever I want to do now and I'm a perfectly happy happy and healthy person but if I wasn't 
I wouldn't want anyone, anyone, my parents or the government, telling me that I had to live in suffering for the rest of my life. It just feels so immoral to me to do that, too. Like, you know, on the one hand, it's like I don't believe in the death penalty because I believe human life is so precious. But because of that, I also believe that we own yeah. our bodies. Totally, and I agree we, with you. We own, our lives are precious to ourselves. Right. And so, yeah, I would imagine wanting to end my life. I would imagine a scenario yeah. under which that's a perfectly rational response to yeah. have. Well, this procedure that we were just talking about with the tube uh, would almost certainly mean that Mark would lose his voice and be unable to speak to his father. I mean, imagine being paralyzed. All you have is your voice. Now you get a chest infection that inqu- that requires a, a surgery in a tube to drain this fluid, and then you lose that as well. I mean, this is yeah. really terrible. Well, on December 1st, Mark formally applied for euthanasia, which uh-huh. Darren was just kind of describing a second ago. Mark was examined by three specialists who confirmed that Mark's case, Mark was a case of, quote, unbearable physical and psychological suffering and agreed that under Belgian law, by the way, we should mention this isn't the United States, very different kind of circumstances here. He met the criteria for medical assisted euthanasia. Mark's father was heartbroken, but understood Mark's decision. Quote, no one wants to live like that. I no longer left, uh, left his bedside. He was constantly itching. I had to support his arm to try to relieve the nerve pain. There is membrane around the bones. Uh, it was full of holes and sulfuric acid continued to burn. It was unbearable pain. End quote. Mm. I mean, this is almost hard to get through. I mean, listen, murder, all the different type of cases we've talked about on the show are one thing because at least in some cases, whether it's a bullet or whatever the case may be. Like, it's not a prolonged, month-long, year-long, years-long torture. So this this one's particularly difficult. On January 2nd, 2017, Mark passed away with the help of medically administered euthanasia. According to Mark's dad, Mark was actually quite positive. They wanted to take me out. Mark said, no, I want my dad to accompany me on my last journey. Mm. At 7.15 p.m., doctors checked. He was absolutely sure... And all the laws had been followed. God, I can't imagine the lawsuit, you know, if it wasn't. Right, right. A doctor came. They inserted a catheter into his heart. And that was the end of my son. Mm. And on February 3rd, 2017, 47-year-old Berlina was charged with Mark's murder. Her trial didn't begin until November 8th. And a week later, on the 15th, Berlina's legal team responded to the murder charge with no case to answer. And on November 20th, the murder charge against Berlina was dismissed Along with the jury, the prosecution appealed the decision, and in March of 2018, an appeals court ruled that the murder charge should remain against Berlina. I don't know about, I don't know how I feel about the murder. I was but just going to say, was, yeah. The trial was back on in April. A new jury was sworn in. Uh, not murder, but I definitely think, obviously, this woman should be charged with... Everything intentional else. Intentional manslaughter. Yeah. I, I, well, because... She didn't kill him, right. right? Like, that was his choice. And I'm not saying she didn't lead him to those circumstances or that her punishment shouldn't be beyond the law. But yeah. A, I think this woman is not mentally well. And B, you know, like, thinking about robbing a bank and being in a car with a gun and thinking you're going to rob a bank right. is a bad thing, right? Right. But you can't be punished for robbing a bank if you didn't rob the bank. No, you can't for be sure. punished for thoughts. And so... 
she didn't kill him. And so I don't know if murder really is the right charge here. I don't know what the right charge should be, but not murder. Murder does feel wrong for me. I agree with you. And during a trial, during the trial, a video of Mark filmed the day before he died. Okay. Because let's, let's put it this way. Terrible tragedy happening right now, but also the drama of everything I mean, yeah. this is a lot. Film the day before he died was played, and he was able to address Berlina directly. In the video, Mark stated, quote, I hope you can see the way I look now. This is because of you. It will be a thing upon your conscience for now and forever. You stood at the end of my bed, and you said, if I can't have you, no one can. And then you laughed, you evil woman. You laughed, and you threw sulfuric acid over me, end quote. Mm. So imagine that. I mean, be, imagine. Powerful. Yeah, and imagine being in the courtroom when something like that is played. Like, especially if you're, um, you know, on the jury. I mean, I would well, be she, very, I'm, you know, taken by I that. I want to know what, um, what Berlina is thinking. When well, she's that's talking. right. Well, this testimony was integral in the jury's verdict, as you might expect. On May 17th, after nearly 16 hours of jury deliberation, Berlina was acquitted of the murder charge but was found guilty of the crime of throwing a corrosive substance with intent. On May 23rd, 2018, Berlina was sentenced to a life term in prison where she was ordered to serve a minimum of 12 years before being eligible for parole. Again, this this isn't the United States, so just keep that in mind in terms of sentencing here. But uh, it does seem right that she would have been convicted amongst the... It, it should have been as harsh as a murder charge, I would say, but not the charge of murder. I'm not necessarily upset that she got acquitted on that charge. I agree. Because that doesn't seem accurate. I me. agree. The sentencing judge, excuse me, the sentencing judge commented, quote, Your intention was to burn, disfigure, and disable Mark Van Dongen so that he would not be attractive to any other woman. Jeez, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. It was an act of pure evil. I do not sentence you for the fact as... That as a result of his injuries, Mark Van Dongen chose to take his own life. I do sentence you for the harm you inflicted and for the 15 months of acute physical and psychological suffering of Mark Van Dongen. That seems about right to me. Yeah, and I think you're right, Darren. I mean, murder, this wasn't an intentional murder. Um, So a murder charge doesn't make sense. But yeah, I think somebody who is, because like we were saying, in some ways, let's put it this way. In some ways, 15 months of suffering could be more painful than had she just shot him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, think, I think there's a lot to go through that. I think there's a lot of psychological suffering yeah. that goes through that. You know, the interesting thing here is that she did Google, you know, would I die if I drink sulfuric acid? Right. I'm assuming the answer was yes, but if she chose to throw it on him, again, I think that her intent wasn't to kill him right it was to disfigure him or at least make him suffer right i don't know if she was like i'm gonna make him ugly i think it was like i want this man to suffer all could be true but i think even if she was researching will i die from drinking sulfuric acid you can't punish a thought no as shitty as that thought is and i think it definitely shows intent in terms of her maliciousness, Mm -hmm. it's still a thought that you can't uh, punish. And we obviously want to know what you guys think about this terribly disturbing case. Uh, This was really hard to get through. Yeah, it was. And one of those kind of rare instances where it was a woman um, and it was almost kind of cut and dry, like we knew what was going to happen in the beginning. And so let us know what you guys think at Carpe Darren at Jay Thrasher. 
please, please, please write on our Facebook wall. That group is growing every day, and it's such a great group. Shaken and Disturbed podcast fans on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, we always love hearing you. And let's get to some listener shout-outs, John. I've never wanted listener shout-outs more than this episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. we got to swing it back into some positivity here. And we want to give a shout-out to our friend Maritza, who is a very uh, a great friend of the show. In our yes. Facebook group, who wanted to correct the record from last week's episode, Darren, where I said I loved The Good Son, which is a great movie. You got a lot of corrections there, John. I did. And, you know, I was just thinking on a whim. I hadn't seen it in 20 years, you guys. Give me a break here. But anyway, she nope. says, hello, fam. I just lis- uh, I listened to the new episode today, and I just wanted to let mom, John Thrasher, know he got a couple things incorrect when describing the movie, The Good Son. By the way, I'm such a fan, such a good movie, watched so many times as a kid, LOL. Anyway, Dad, Carpe Darren, you have to watch it ASAP. Uh, be- uh, below, please find the correct details. Thank you, Maritza. Turns mm-hmm. out the mom was played by Wendy Crewson and not Sally Fields. Sally Fields, Yeah, I thought okay. it was Sally Fields, who, by the way, I used to get in those, which celebrity do you look like? Um, and you got Sally I would Sally get Fields. Sally Fields, I don't know why. And what? I know, isn't that weird? Sally Field. You got Sally Field. I would get it's s- Field. I, I get a mixture of people. Oh, it is. Sorry, Sally Field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got Sally Field. I would get Sally Field for a long time. I would get um, Judy Garland. As your celebrity lookalike. Yeah, I know. It's Why weird. are you getting females? I think, I'm confused. Well, I and I think we have similar cheekbones. Judy Garland is another one. And what? then the one I get, I know it's weird, but if you saw me in a wig and makeup like Judy Garland, I would look exactly like her. In fact, I'm going to make I'm going to post this on like Patreon or something. The other thing to note is that uh, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah were cousins. OK, they weren't brothers. Hmm. So there you go. Thank you, Maritza, for always. This is what I love about our show. We're not we're not just coming up with shit. We're going to correct our, our mistakes. We're going to give you the facts. When it's so polite, right? Like yeah. so many other Facebook groups are like, I you're know. an idiot, John. <laughs> Fuck you. You're, you know, they, research. They and you're go like, and do a know. review and be like, this yeah. podcast sucks. And yeah. Maritza's like the nicest person ever. Is, um, yeah. But also like, yeah, I would. I mean, the premise of the movie, I I, I understood, and I'm definitely going to watch it. Tegan in our Facebook group went to our uh, pin post about just talking about anything and shared a marriage win. This was like just kind of like let's share your <laughs> thoughts, which I love. I want to keep that conversation going because it's good. She, uh, she shared a marriage win, saying it's little wins. My husband, my <laughs> husband didn't openly openly judge me today for using forensic files as background noise all day. That is a fucking win. I got to say that yeah. is a huge win, Tegan. Uh, major win for you, and that's a keeper. That that's is a keeper the type as far of relationship. That's the type of relationship you want, for sure. Darren, I want to mention. You should know that my grandfather fell asleep to forensic files every day. <laughs> there so, you go, perfect. Tegan, you're in good company. Absolutely. I want to mention the Good Son is available on Amazon Prime Video um, oh. to rent for three ninety nine. And here's the here's the logline: Macaulay Culkin plays a sweet faced boy who's got murder on his mind. Okay, obviously you guys need to watch this if you haven't. Okay, yet. I mean, I mean that's you clear. need to as well. By the way, guys, um, if you're listening, are you a Patreon supporter yet? If not, why? Fuck not. Okay. Bonus videos, episodes, blogs, photos, you name it. It's all happening over there for as little as five dollars a month, and you can even save a little extra if you subscribe annually. Now that I got a webcam, get ready. You might get little sneak peeks of our episodes uh, uploaded on oh, Patreon. Shit. And if you don't want to join our Patreon, we would appreciate you rate, reviewing, and or subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that always helps us, and we're so appreciative of it. We have to say it every episode. It's very important. It is. And we 
we can't sign off without, of course, doing what, John? We got to thank Megan. She's just so Obviously. good at this. Such a great person. She's working her ass off in the background, and we really appreciate it. So count us down as well. One, two, three. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. And, and by the way, out there, yeah. we love you guys, and um, we're working on our next live stream in the coming weeks, so get ready for that. That we are, and uh, we'll see you guys next week, or you'll hear us next week, for an all-new episode of Shaken and Disturbed. Bye. Bye.